two months ago, but we didn't have a place, so we moved to storage, which is already stressful. So I've been living out of a suitcase for like eight weeks, and then like it sounded like you lived in the storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we moved to storage. I moved all my shit to storage. <laughs> It was. It was so stressful. I mean, like, I stayed by Erica. I stayed by friends. I was staying with my mom. And then she kicked us out. And then I was like, wow, I have no family support. And then we were, like, traveling a lot. So I was, like, kind of, like, suppressing the fact that I was, like, intermediate housing. (laughs) Intermediate. I was homelessing. (laughs) Homelessing. Homelessing. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday. How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you guys, it's August, and this month we're talking about birthing, all different types of things, babies, ideas, and this month is sponsored by our favorite black-owned, woman-owned brand, Honey Pot. Y'all know y'all have seen Honey Pot. They're in Target. They're everywhere because it's huge. Shout out to black woman-owned feminine wellness products. And we're really excited because Honey Pot has offered our tribe 25% off their entire website. That's a huge-ass discount. It's huge, and they have a lot of stuff over there because we care about you, and we want you to prioritize your pleasure, just like... And they... We do care about you, and we do want you to prioritize your pleasure. And Honey Pot recently just launched their Pleasure Collection, which I love. They have a whole ritual of products, or a whole product line, so you can create your own rituals around pleasure. So make sure you go and check out Honey Pot and click the link in this episode description or go to honeypot.co slash GMBC to get 25% off. Or use GMBC23 at checkout. Um, speaking at pleasure. Yes. I know we're both in Tantra school. So on a scale of one to 10, where is your pleasure today, my love? Um, on a scale of one to 10, one to 10, my pleasure is, I mean, currently about a, I'd say it a nine, a nine and a half. Wow. Mm, pretty high on my pleasure scale. What do you need from me to bring your pleasure <laughs> to a solid 10? To a 10 spot? Today. Um, I just need you to be nice to me. Okay. <laughs> Am I, am I usually not nice to you? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, uh, just remember, be kind to me. That's all I really need. Okay, I'll That's all fine. you can provide. All episode, I'll be super kind. <laughs> we forgot we have to do our, tan- our tantric speech to each other. I know. Oh, uh, yeah, just like how lovely we each other are and like to ourselves and to each other. Is tantric, I wonder if Debbie just like all day long is just using tantric speak speech because isn't that it's kind of supposed to be just a lifestyle right you're always using it at all times it is a lifestyle and she definitely is because her husband is also a part of uh, the practice and a part of her school so i'm assuming all day long they're over there just love bombing each other on a healthy note (laughs) it's also about like pleasure uh, using tantric speech being compassionate using nonviolent communication which is also kind of like a lifestyle but also like Using tantric speech to yourself and like nonviolent communication with yourself is really where it becomes transformative because I think so often we think about like the outwards 
the outward pouring of things and like really it starts with you and I think we forget that because we're not like actively talking about ourselves talking to ourselves out loud but if you know the inner voice it's like how am I feeling and what can I do for myself to bring myself to a 10 spot and like what are my needs because a lot of times people are not asking themselves their own needs because we're always asking what other other people need and so I think that's the most uh, transformative part for me because it makes me be like hyper aware of my own feelings and my own needs and like for a long time I don't even know what the fuck that meant mm. so mm-hmm. the age old saying it all starts with you it really does <clears throat> it's age old but it takes us to you're almost old to fucking figure it out well all the all the old age old sayings they all they they're old and they're sayings because they're real there's there's truth in all of them Sometimes you feel corny, like saying those th- saying those things, but it's like, well, bitch, because it's true. Like you gotta love yourself first. Well, it's true, and you have to be like, I don't know, you just have to be like really diligent about like advocating for yourself and evaluating what the fuck you need, and also just um, fuck. What was I gonna say? I forgot. Come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? What's going on? I'm good. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Huh? Oh, go ahead. Well, go ahead. We're, we're gonna say. No, I was just going to say that I realize that like if I don't feel stressed about something, then I'm like I try to find something to be stressed about. And I'm like, that's crazy. Mm. But that's that's adulting when you're constantly like, go, 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 go. And then when everything's like not go, you're like, look at the color of that pillow. I hate it. You got to change everything. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Like it is like it's an active practice. Joy is an active practice. I recently started microdosing daily <laughs> um, because I just felt like it was something I, I felt like I've been on edge um, a lot lately and I don't necessarily I mean of course there's always there's always things happening there's always moving parts of what I'm doing whether that's with the business or motherhood or my relationship but I just realized that like I'm not sometimes I don't feel like I'm always coping well. <laughs> And I need to feel more grounded because I haven't really been feeling super grounded lately. And I know like for me, plant medicine and just in general, plant medicine just grounds you. And me and Mila talked about this on like our la- a few episodes ago that me and her, we took mushrooms um, just randomly one day in the office. Shout out to Lizzie Jeff who left some mushrooms for us in the refrigerator in April and I just got around to eating them and I ate a whole one because I thought it was a micro dose which it probably is a micro dose it's just I don't usually consume mushrooms in the micro dose setting I'm always like kind of going all the way um but after that experience, I realized I needed to start microdosing more often to feel more grounded because the work that we do, yes, there's a lot of grounding, but there's a lot of m- things that happened behind the scenes that no one really knows and understands that can make you feel super ungrounded. And so <laughs> um, I feel I felt like I needed support from the plants and it's been helping. It's been supporting you? Yeah, and it's but it's been like... I've been feeling like the microdosing, like every day kicking in at different times, like sometimes way late or like when I least expect it. Um, but I, I like that, though, because it kind of it always kind of creeps up exactly when I need it. And so I've been, it's been making me take lots of deep breaths <sighs> and be really patient because um 
tantric speech is something I struggle with, I realize. <laughs> and um, with myself and with other people, too, my patience gets really thin and I can be, I can say things that I don't really even mean. I just don't care in the, in the moment sometimes. Um, and that's just not how I want to be. That's not how I want to be portrayed by other people. That's not how I want to feel like I'm making, leaving people feeling. Um, so, yeah. Shout out to Mama Mushroom. <laughs> Shout out to Mama Mushroom. Shout out to microdosing because it's been helping me. And I'm surprised, like, I haven't really ever, like, we talk about mushrooms all the time, but I'm always using them in such an intense way. I've never just used them in casual, in a casual way. And so I'm, I've been enjoying the journey of microdosing. I need to tap into it more. Like, I haven't, I think because I have, you have to surrender to it, you know, like, there's no, not there's no control when it happens because you're not like all over the place but it's just like it makes you sit down in ways and I just sometimes I do avoid it because I'm like I don't have time for that (laughs) I don't have time for that right now I have other shit to do everything's always prioritized over I guess microdosing but it's microdosing you still can be you still can get to the shit you gotta do no I know and I think I think it's just it's like an excuse too. like sometimes I feel like uh, like subconsciously there's attachment to the, the hustle and bustle. There's attachment to the go, go, go. There's almost attachment in weird ways to the stress because like if you're not stressed, then like are you even doing anything? <laughs> 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 this is the most unhealthy thing I've ever said, but <laughs> it's true. Like I think like Western society is super attached to um, productivity and because we're attached to productivity, I think sometimes um, – we are confused about what protect <laughs> <laughs> you got it productivity <laughs> actually means you know like if we're moving around a lot we're like hustling bustling but i think we're most productive sometimes when we can chill the fuck out and we know that but like it never feels like it's a good time to do that because there's a lot of shit that needs to be done so um yeah i i think that the the most like beautiful part about getting older and about evolving is that like every time you check in there's still more work to do just like you said, like, I, 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 I'll curse some motherfucker out real quick. Like, I could be patient for, like, five, four, three, two. Bitch, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can go, like, from, like, super calm to, like, crazy. And ask Orlando. I just cursed him out, like, seven minutes ago because he told me he wasn't going to put the key where I told him to put the key. And I called him all types of bitches. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, I'm crazy," but I meant it. <laughs> I was gonna beat his ass, but I realized like it should not take zero to five to make me turn into a different person. So I just, you know, the evolution of like choosing who you are and then like committing to that person and then actively being like, "That's not kind of me." Do better, try better, and like just self reflecting. I always do it like in my head, and I'm like. Only people could hear the inside my inside thoughts. Mm. But I'm like, why don't I have patience for this conversation? Why am I not listening? Does someone not listen to you as a child? <laughs> this mm. is how I think. And then I'm like, listen. And then I try to focus again. <laughs> but um, I think that is I'm enjoying not picking myself apart, but seeing like where there's cracks or where I could do better or evolve better. And I don't think everybody does that. I don't think it's easy to do. It's definitely not easy to do. Um, it's challenging, especially it's even more challenging to create new habits. And I've been um, recently listening to um, Atomic Habits. It's this this world renowned book or whatever. And I'm listening to an on Audible on top of listening to our own book. Have you listened to our book yet? 
bitch. <laughs> no. I've been listening to our book on Audible and um it's I, I it's 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 like kind of weird to hear us Does talk. Sound good? Even though like we hear ourselves on the podcast. Oh, we don't. But <laughs> We're it's not more wearing like headphones. it's more this like casual bantering, not like reading from something. Yeah. Um but I've been I kind I've been enjoying it and it's been good. And then I like I haven't checked like the reviews and I was like, "Oh my god, people like wrote nice things about Oh, oh on Audible there's different on reviews. Audible, yeah. I look on Amazon sometimes, but other than that, I don't know what's going on in the world. <laughs> yeah. But I I do want to listen to it. I'm I hate hearing my voice, so I have been avoiding it. But huh, I guess I should do that. But you know, I think what one thing that I learned about one thing that stuck with me while I've started reading this book is that creating well habits really um, habits really define how we look at ourselves. Like the habits that we have really define how we view ourselves. So if we have bad habits, then we have negative self. We have, yeah, we have ne- a negative view on certain things. Like for example, if like I choose to, you know, I have a create, I have I eat donuts every single day and I feel like shit and I've gained weight or whatever the case may be I look at myself negatively in that way so creating new habits can drastically obviously change your life but Mm. they have to be simple and I think he said I think I wrote it down he said oh it's a habit loop you have to there's a cue there's a craving response and then a reward a cue a craving a response and then a reward a cue craving a response and then a reward okay and that's how habits are created oh, because of the the cue and then the the reward mm-hmm. it's almost like the it's basically like one day i leave say i leave the studio today and i walk by um a donut shop because as you can tell i love donuts um Not as you can tell <laughs> and then i maybe i don't go in there ever, at all and then one day i decide to go in there mm-hmm. and then i eat it and i'm like damn that shit was fucking good and then the response is, damn, that shit is fucking good. Well, the reward is also that it's good and it made my day for that moment. Now, every time that I, I'm creating a habit. So when I walk to my car past that donut shop, I create a habit of like, oh, this is my thing. Like even in the morning when you you have a habit of, oh, I have a habit of drinking coffee. Like that is my ritual. That is my habit. If I don't do that, like for some reason, it feels like my day is off a little bit. So it's, and the reward is, is that I get to drink the coffee. I like the way it tastes and I get a boost of energy or so I think so in my mind. Um, but then that's the thing, like who determines whether it's a, like, for instance, like say you did eat a donut every day and then it, the reward is that it tastes good and it, you know, in that moment you felt good, but like you're going to be like, I ate all those fucking donuts, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So like who, who, what determines whether the cue and the reward are worth the, like following into that habit? You know what I'm saying? Or like making, like correlating eating donuts, which the reward feels good. And then later maybe it being a negative self-talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, is, because that's the thing about perception too, because like if you didn't have these other feelings about what like donuts are too sugary or they they have too many calories, if you're like, God, I fucking love these donuts and it makes me happy every day. Like coffee does mm-hmm. like your, con- your, your relationship with coffee is that it gives me energy and it doesn't feel like you're doing anything wrong. But if you, in your mind, you've decided that you love donuts and they taste good, but they, you don't like how they make your, you know, they make your body feel right in the like instant gratification. But tomorrow you're going to be like, Oh, I don't feel good. So it's like, what, what dictates our perception of the thing? Because I've even heard that about like people who diet and it's like, sometimes it's not about the diet. It's about the energy around the food. Mm -hmm, You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if I don't feel guilty eating the Snickers every day, then 
I'm not going to gain weight from it. But if I feel guilt about like the energetic relationship between me picking up the thing and eating it, if it's like somewhere I feel negatively about it, then it is going to make me have those negative uh, outcomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it is, well, it's your own perception of how it makes you feel afterwards. But I think even like, okay, for example, too, like say I was sad that day and I decided to have a donut and then it made me good. It made me feel good. Like, that becomes, you start to build that habit of, okay, when I feel sad, I want something sweet to make me feel better. Same with weed or same with alcohol. You know, like whenever you oh, have yeah. a stressful day, your go-to is I need a fucking drink. You that know? is my and, go-to. And you create that habit because that's the reward. The reward Where is. I went through some shit. Yeah. So um, when I was, I'm still, I'm still very early on in the book, so I don't have all the answers at all. Um, <laughs> but he said that to create new habits, you have to make it obvious. You have to make it attractive, make it easy and make it satisfying. So, you know, I'm, I've been thinking about just like some of the, some of the ha- habits that I want to create in my life, like things that I've struggled with, which is like just certain routines that I know make me feel better long, long term, but there's a reason why I cannot maintain them and they haven't become habit. You know, so what is the missing piece? Is it because they're not easy? Is it because your perception of the, it's not obvious. Like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. I need, I I need to, I'm definitely one who goes with what feels good. And so like, I do have a problem like being in routine and it's taken me like 30 years to make my bed every day <laughs> you know what I mean like but but now I mean even for me like I didn't always make my bed either either but I know when I make my bed it because it takes such a short amount of time it literally makes me feel like I've done one thing on my list that has made me feel good today made me feel like an, a responsible adult and that I know when I come back to that room whether everything else on the is a fucking mess on the floor at least the bed is made. No, for sure. And, I, you know, I, my therapist told me that. Like, I don't know if it was Eve. I don't know if it was a therapist before that. But, like, a long time ago, I was like, I have no discipline. I have problems. <laughs> and she was like, start with just making your bed every day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this seems dumb. And But, like, somewhere along the way, I just started to do it. Like, because I same. I like the way it feels when I come back into my house. But, yeah, like, just even the routine, like, just being even in routine of, um, self-reflection, being in routine of being conscious of your feelings and, and evaluating them. Like it's really just like having the conscious thought to like observe your feelings without judging them and then um, name them, you know, how am I feeling? And then like, what do I need in this moment? And then like asking for that, requesting it, even if it's from yourself. yourself right. So it's it's not us being thirty five and trying to go back to like emotional school. Well, it's 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 funny because it really again keep it simple. These age old sayings that we hear all the time, and it's fucking true. It doesn't have to be so difficult. It's literally, just ask yourself a few questions and get the answer, or you know. And I think society and like social media makes you feel like you have to like do all these steps, and it becomes overwhelming. And it doesn't have to be. You just keep it simple day by day. Because I'm a bitch that will try to change the world in one day. And I'm like, why is it not working? <laughs> I'm why dead. Why have I failed? You know? So just a reminder to keep it simple. Also, like, one of the things that I appreciate about Tantra, like, this this specific, like, lineage and, like, that I'm learning of Authentic Tantra by Debbie Ward Erickson Um there's really no bad or no good. 
there's no bad or no good. It's like, do you, and then you, you know, like obviously like be compassionate, do things in love and be like morally and ethically. But like, there's no such thing as like, oh, you, you smoke a joint every day. That's bad. Oh, you want, you had a bad day. So you wanted like two margaritas. That's not, that's not how you deal with it. You know what I mean? Like there's no judgment as the basis. And so it kind of gives you the liberty to kind of evaluate the balance and everything and what really feels good to you. So like, I appreciate that. I think sometimes with like religions or or certain practices, it's like, this is bad, this is good. But when it leaves the ball in your court to like decide Decide. what feels good for you, like maybe for some people, it's like partying on Friday and Saturday and resting on Sunday and Monday, whatever the fuck. But like when it's left to you, then you don't like, then you don't start to adapt, adopt habits and that you actually like and then have negative cognitive I always say this word and I don't even know how connotation yeah <laughs> uh, with them you know what I mean because it's like maybe like donuts aren't that bad but someone told you they're bad so now you're feeling guilty about it or like you are you had a one night stand and like somebody told you that was bad so now you're feeling guilty about it when initially you actually like it was great and you did fine not you did fine but you, it was great and you enjoyed it so I think it's like a lot of it is in like the liberty to self reflect and be in tune with your truly your own feelings and not the like feelings of the outside world or the opinions of your friends or your homies or your family or your religion or you know all the things that we're like kind of molded into believing it's like hey think independently yeah have your own thoughts it's i mean and that can feel challenging when you are plugged in all the time and like we are in society just plugged in you know (sighs) and so microdosing weed those all are a few different things that have helped me do that. Um, Mila moaning. Mila moaning. Mm. And, and I, I also get like questions. We've gotten questions about um, where do you get mushrooms? Like, how do I get them? I was looking on Discord today. Someone was like, does anyone know where I can get mushrooms? I think, we should, start my, I think we should start in, our own micro day. In Houston. I have a few people that I know people that ship. To, this is me being a. We're done with that. I'm we're a making drug our own. dealer. <laughs> we're, we're making our own. Well, I, I was decided. gonna. Well, I don't, it needs to be pink. People need it now, bitch. They okay. don't got to wait three six five. Well, I just I think that's our that's our claim. To fame. But if you're interested in, I think even the, the mushrooms that I've been taking lately, there are chocolates, and I just leave them um, in my bathroom. So after I or before I brush my teeth, I've been just taking half a bite. And the chocolate. I, mm-hmm. Um. But if you're interested, I'll put I'll put a few people or a few links on our Patreon. Um, so if you're interested in uh, checking out some brands that could potentially ship to your city, make sure you go to our Patreon. I'll add them there. That's patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices for your local drug dealer. Like, <laughs> you know, honestly, to be very completely honest, we put a lot of stuff on Patreon that we're not going to say on the podcast. For instance, how to smuggle weed in nature's pocket, where to get mushrooms, who makes this outfit that I'm, make- I'm wearing right now, who's pissing me off today. <laughs> Pretty much all of that's on Patreon, <laughs> exclusive content, drugs, how to transport them and who's pissing us off. Yep. <laughs> and the, the outfit of the day. O-O-F-T. Is that no, O-O-F-T. O-O-F-T. Oh, speaking of outfits, this is my outfit of the day. We do a drip check. Drip check. Drip check. Did I tell you Luna? Luna came downstairs in like all like high heels and like a vintage soul hat and she was like, look at my drip. I was like, <laughs> who the fuck are you? Um, shout out to Earn Your Leisure, aka Rashad. 
who does the drip checks and you know me and Mila be laughing because some of his drip checks be hilarious but he be dripping and he be dripping all over the world so I can't even be hating on him high class dripping honey um, luxury this drip check is brought to you by Revolve they're not paying me <laughs> I bought this on Revolve one night one night at 1am you think you got a lot of outfits at 1am yeah that's my time that's my, my time to shop um, this was on pre-order. It took about four months for me to receive. <laughs> I'm glad it finally came in the summer. I think I ordered it in the winter. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, so it has a matching skirt. If you're on our YouTube channel, you can check it out. Cute. Yeah. It's very. It's giving very early 2000s, right? 90s. I kind of like it. And then I got my my Prada boots, mm-hmm. hey, and I'm my tucked-in Nike socks. And then I have these earrings. This is a woman-owned, mama-owned jewelry designer. Um, you can check them out on Instagram. They're really cute. Can we get a close-up, Orlando? <laughs> there you go. See these earrings? Yes. These earrings are by the Jewelry Album. She's based in New York City. She's a mom. And they're cute. That's my drip check. What about you, boo? Well, I'm wearing a teeny tiny pink Vintage Souls dress. I think this is called. No, this is. I don't know the name of this dress. This might be the Mila dress. I might be lying. No, it's called something else because I have that dress too. It's not the Mila dress. No, I would have remembered because I bought it, and I would have been like, I just bought the Mila dress. I think we did. Is it? Maybe in pink, it's called the Mila dress. No, I I have the other color. Well, there's a little slit, and I even like put a little bit of like. I like tucked it here because I like it even. It literally, literally, literally. (laughs) You all right? I'm not. I'm malfunctioning again. You're malfunctioning? I'm malfunctioning. Cognitively, correspondently. Listen, bitches, when you talk all day, every day, every week, you lose functioning. You lose function power. Literally, my mobile skills are being lost every day. That's true. You know what? Vintage Souls is my best friend. Danielle owns it. It's made right here in L.A., and it's a lot of the outfits we'd be wearing, so check them out. I, I think we might it. even have a discount code. I'll put it on Patreon. Because <laughs> it is pretty high-end. It's really high-end. She'd be in, like, Fred Siegel and she... No, she'd be in Free People. And, oh, and Fred, Fred Siegel. Siegel. Yeah. Yeah. All my friends do cool stuff. Can you pass our torch lighter, please? Our fireplace lighter? <laughs> Moms need to have things that are large enough to find. <laughs> and I also might barbecue after this, so just chill out. Please light my vanilla backwood. No problem, baby. I'll back what you up. Back me up. <laughs> back, back, back in it up with the back, back woods in the studio. <laughs> oh, that's... Um, speaking of like choosing happiness and attitudes and like stress levels, you know, recently, this last three months has been a rather rough three months for me. I've been doing a lot of shit, but because we're always moving, you know, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing that we're always moving because it gives me less time to process when I'm super stressed. But um, me and Orlando moved like two months ago, but we didn't have a place. So we moved to storage, which is already stressful. So I've been living out of a suitcase for like eight weeks. And then like... It sounds like you lived in the storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> no. We moved to storage. I moved all my shit to storage. <laughs> I'm, I shit. I could have. There was that uh, asteroid. Um, but it. Oh wait, heavy. It was. It was so stressful. I mean, like I stayed by Erica. I stayed by friends. I was staying with my mom, and then she kicked us out. Like one regular th- Thursday afternoon at three p.m. for no reason. 
And then I was like, wow, I have no family family support. And then we were like traveling a lot. So I was like kind of like p- suppressing the fact that I was like intermediate housing. <laughs> inter- inter- I was homelessing. <laughs> homelessing. <laughs> and I was so fucking stressed. Like I couldn't. Like I was happy about things, but I couldn't be in like <coughs> my full ten spot because then afterwards I'd be like, "Oh no! Like, what am I going to do after this? Go to a hotel?" So finally, we found an apartment, and like, it wasn't like the number one one that I wanted. So <laughs> I was having a bad attitude because I didn't like the carpets. <laughs> I called Erica. I'm like, I hate it. I have oh, I have <laughs> a steamer. I have a carpet steamer if you'd like. No, thank you. I just bought one. You gotta stop shopping at one AM. You don't even have any carpets. It was on Amazon. It was Amazon Prime Day. I couldn't help Erica, it. Erica, you don't even have any carpets. I do have carpets in my living room and they're area dirty. rugs. They have one area they're rug. They're dirty. They need to be cleaned and my couch. Erica bought a and carpet steamer and she has one area rug. It's a carpet and a couch one and it steams and it cleans and you'll thank me later when your fucking carpets need cleaning, okay? I'm See, already, Orlando's already, over there nodding because he's going to fucking come to my I'm house. I'm already trying to figure up. out how to pull them up and replace them on DIY, even though I, I want to be a DIY, DIY queen. Just ask I was thinking that. She literally, I've seen her do that. That pull specific thing. On stairs? Oh, that's intense. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying Girl, to figure out. Girl, let this, there's something, you know what, I know that like, I think there became a, a time in history when which we, we as a people decided we don't like carpets inside of housing. Yeah, COVID. Mm. No, it was before that. It was before that. Although, like, I don't agree with carpets. Like, I remember when I was looking to move, there was this place that I went to, and it was carpeted throughout the whole house, including the bathroom. <laughs> Shut up. Bitch, the bathroom was carpeted. That's the that's not even legal. And I was like, that's disgusting. That's not legal. It's mold. That could create mold. Bitch, it was in there. It was in there. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> it was in there. And so, I, I get it. But I also, there is... I like getting out of my bed and I have a little mini carpet because I have carpets in my house. <laughs> you have eight carpets. <laughs> I have carpet <laughs> cut out <laughs> rugs. Um, but there's one right below my bed and I like getting out of my bed and not being on like cold, cold. floor. So if it, you keep, if you have a rule to not have shoes on in the bedroom and to not have shoes in certain parts of your house, I think it can actually be really nice. It's not nice, but. Uh, you told me to be nice to you today. Okay. No, no, no. The point is... Look at me trying to be nice and encourage her. The, <laughs> no. The moral of the story is Orlando was so happy to get our keys. And he's like, baby, we're moving. It's our first place together. And I was like... Not good enough. He's like, so you want to go stay by your friend again? Or you want to... I'm like, okay, never mind. I, I love this. I love this house. And I just realized, like, you fucking bitch. You've been stressed out of your mind for fucking eight weeks about... Not having a roof over your head, which is pretty fucking serious. And here you are. This bitch is giving you keys and you can't. I was literally fighting with the lady. I was like, you clean these carpets? She's like, yeah. I was like, I don't think so. (laughs) Orlando was just standing there like, shut the fuck up. I was like, "Mm, what is this? (laughs) No, for real. I picked up like a reptile skin. She's like, oh, that's tape. I said, this is not tape. Not reptile skin. It was reptile skin. What you know, the fuck I know. Are they doing in there? I said, the last tenant must have had a snake or a lizard. She said, no, 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 that's that's tape. I said, not a snake or a lizard. I swear to God. <laughs> I picked it up. I said, you, there's, I said so you're telling me the, the, the carpet cleaner brought a snake over? <laughs> I said, are you sure you clean these carpets? I could do it again. I'll do it again. I said, I think that's necessary. 
Oh, so she offered to do them again. She didn't have a choice, bitch. I found a snake skin <laughs> on the carpet. And then she's like, it's a tape. And then I picked up another piece like, this is the tail. <gasps> oh, no. Because it goes to like a point. She would like, do some witchy shit in there. I know. I, they were probably. And I'm with it, but not on these carpets. Not. <laughs> it's my witchy shit. So all that to say, it's like, you know, you got to be like, you have to be able to have the gratitude for the things you ask for when they come, even if they don't have all wood floors and new stoves. <laughs> um, so I just was like, I had to take a moment and I realized like, wow, I'm just ruining this moment after we've struggled for eight weeks together. I can't just be happy. I have to complain. And I was like, what is that? Like, why am I acting like my mother? Mm. Why am I so attached to the feeling of like, being unsettled. And then I started to be like, oh my God, I'm going to be able to, like, this rent is so high. Like, if I lived in Mexico. <laughs> Escape. I was, Escape. Yeah. Escape. I was, <laughs> like, just like wanting to just find a reason to feel uneasy. Mm. And I'm like, that's so nuts. And, you know, finally it got dark time and I couldn't really see those carpets. And I was like, you know what? I do like the apartment. It is cute. It is better than the last one. It is. It it is. And I'm grateful because I have a place to go. (laughs) But, you know, it's just like, it's constantly this rat race. And so if you're not careful, you will get the things that you're chasing after and not even realize that you have them because you're so stuck in the mentality of being um, not safe or like in a frantic or in a panic. And I just had to take a moment and just be like, bitch. Or they don't show up exactly how you envisioned them in your mind. You have to really not have expectation of the outcome. You almost, which is difficult because when you manifest, you're asked to be very specific about what you want. But yeah. then also, also being flexible and open enough to also allow what comes to be, also allow that to be enough in the answer to your manifestation, even though it's not exactly what you want. Well, the thing is, is like the gratitude and like, you know, we talk about manifesting all the time, and we manifest a lot of shit. We're some pretty powerful bitches. And then some things, we, some things miss. Some things don't come exactly how we ask. Like, And then we have to also accept that we are witches, but bitch, sometimes it's, it's you, but it's like God has the final say. You know what I mean? And when, like, even with like us ha- getting like bestseller the first week, and like that was going to be manifested for like two years. And like I was like, what the fuck, God? You're tripping. <laughs> like I, I know you got my my emails, but like, and not to say that that won't happen, you know. And like, we we found out that it can happen after first week, and it will. But just ex- like being okay with like knowing that it it can come in different forms, and to be also in gratitude when those times come, you mm-hmm. know. And it's just like. I think there was a lot of ego attached to it too because I feel like, oh, I'm a woman of a certain age. <laughs> Making myself sound so yeah, old. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm a woman of a certain age. Everyone go Google how old you is right now. <laughs> it's all over my Instagram. I don't like And, um, you know, I want what I want and I, sh- I, I deserve this blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I do, but also, bitch, be grateful that, you know, you got 90% of the things that you asked for, minus this hideous carpet, and it's fine. Well, it's also, like, you get what you're ready to receive, and, you know, there's things that happen before, like, when we're asking for things to be called in, like, I feel like you have to also be self-aware of, like, how do I say this without 
offending the people listening and you. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, when you ask for things and, but also you're actively participating in not, there's an active participation and maybe like lim- having limited beliefs around <laughs> what you deserve. You're not going to get everything that you ask for. It's when you finally release those limiting beliefs that, Really, not that the manifestation, this was the manifestation you asked for, but like it becomes even bigger. And, you know, like when you re- when you remove your limiting beliefs around safety, home, not wanting to adult because you're like, I don't want to be an adult. And, you know, a la- being responsible for your safety and and just having like, I guess just full autonomy and responsibility around what you're asking for and the things and the steps that you're taking. And I'm not, obviously we take a lot of steps where we work really hard, but, and I'm just saying that the manifestation will always show up how it should based on the energy put into that situation. And if you have limiting beliefs around your safety and what you deserve and like feeling settled, you might always go to a place that maybe is like home, but not quite home for you. No, 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 no. I, I completely agree. I completely agree because I realized in this, this last three months of this, this, you know, like with life already being hard and like requiring a lot of me putting myself in this even more like, stressful situation and then finally getting out of it and still had like immediately my next thought was like okay how are we gonna pay this rent this rent is super high like this rent is high for these non for carpets you know <laughs> that was my thought but it was to it was to worry and stress that i couldn't before it was oh this is this is this is a year fuck it this is a year and i'll be in somewhere else next because fuck it let's just take this we can afford it like, instead of just immediately just being like, oh, we got this. I have a partner. Like, <clears throat> I'm just immediately into panic mode. Mm-hmm. So it has everything to do with, <clears throat> like, scarcity mindset and and just, yeah, like, getting outside of your own way, my own way about <clears throat> my relationship with money and my safety and that, like, someone's going to come save me. It's only me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... No, I, I I just realized that, and I'm like, damn, you know, I do. We have all these conversations, and there's still so much more work I could be doing. Oh, I mean, that that's the whole point. That's the whole point is us talking through things. I mean, this is why that this podcast has been so I think powerful for both of us is like us doing fuck shit and then having count, stay accountable for it because then we look up a year later and, and like there's certain things that we're still discussing and it's like okay, I'm still. I still got work to do in that in that space in that place for me like you know my thing is about like tantric speech and energy like I'm gonna be a peaceful warrior now I promise I will not be a bitch and my facial expressions will no longer make people feel like I'm mad at them (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's definitely like it's an inner it's a thing for me of like um I don't know, resentment, want feeling people like are going to disappoint me or like I'm always over, I'm always giving so much and not getting what I deserve in return. And like, I think that is the root of that for me, you know, and it's an ongoing shit because recently I've had, I had that come up for me and I was like raging and I was like, damn, I have not resolved this. Like I 
was like having to, I literally felt my body like I was, <clears throat> like I needed to like be violent almost. And I was like, I don't ever want to ever feel like I am out of control of like my disappointment or how I feel or how, what someone says to me. And bitch is just, yeah, it's a still trying to birth this new version of myself. And I don't know if you ever fully just birth a new version of yourself. Like it's you're an always ongoing, birthing. Yeah. You're, it's, a, it's a forever labor. <laughs> it's like you're pregnant for, a, you almost might give birth a lot of times and then you do. And then you still got to nurture and that, that, baby i've been in labor for 10 years of my new self it's rough there's some there's some uh definitely some orgasmic parts but no it's that it's yeah and then yeah and then even even because we talk so much and we're talking about you know our personal lives so much there's even a, like a judgment of myself you know because like it like in certain ways it could appear that certain things are completely together. And like, even while I was going through this, I never, I didn't say, I never come on the fucking podcast one day. I was like, well, you know, a bitch is fucked up because I moved all my shit into storage and I don't know where I'm going yet. You know? But like, I, I can like, because there's insecurity around that and like, Oh, I should have worked in my credit for the last fucking five years, bitch. You're an adult. But I put it off and I put it off and I put it off until I'm in a fucked up situation. And that's about totally about my, my wounds with growing up and like taking on responsibility and feeling like I don't have a safety net or I don't like, Oh, like, you know, like a support system as far as like certain things. But at what point is it that you're like, that my responsibility is only me. I am my own responsibility. And like, this is the things I have to, you know, and I'm hella powerful. So why do I take on this, this energy of that? I can't, mm-hmm. <clears throat> But you do every time. And I think like this is an invitation, especially you just moved in. You've already had your trauma response, which was, I hate it. <laughs> There's fucking skeletons and fucking snakeskin, Orlando, what the, you know? Okay, you did it. And now what are you going to do about it? Like now this is the opportunity for you to like kind of start, I guess, removing your, that mindset and really making your place beautiful. And like putting all the motherfucking plants you want, okay? Hopefully they all live. <laughs> all of my plants always live. Oh, putting all the plants, like making like, you know, that top little loft, like your little sanctuary and and like keeping your space how you want to feel and how you want to feel about your home life, you know, because it's important. And I think that I think that is really important to you because you do you're a maker of beauty. You make things beautiful. That's your gift. And Make that use that gift in your home to help heal. That is yeah. what I'm feel like I'm being told to tell you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I think I'm excited for you and excited to bring my housewarming gift to you. I don't know what it is yet. But it's <laughs> gonna know. smell good or feel good. Well, I'm, that's the thing. Cancers really care about their home space and they really care about like safety and comfort. <clears throat> and I realized that like putting myself in a space where I'm some like where that's at liberty is like not not bad not great for my mental health but also that like yeah i could move into anywhere and make it beautiful i and is it's something i enjoy to do i've I've been on pinterest for like 12 hours and it's a like it's fun for me and i do like my place and i'm happy and i'm grateful to have a place <clears throat> my daughter has a room oh my god you should get used the etsy wallpaper place <laughs> sorry i just had a vision for your house the, <clears throat> the ceilings are too high for wallpaper oh, okay. 
But yeah. What a problem. My ceilings are so high. Oh my god, I live in Studio City and my ceilings are high. And I and I the ceilings are too it. high. But I there's can't. carpet, so I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can't put my pole up because the ceiling. Just gotta let that pole go. Just I'm go not. Take, I've never. Just go take pole dancing classes. I want to do it in my living room. <laughs> you will, like Sammy on the internet. Well, I really um, admire your ability to not let stress over. I mean, I don't know if it's really if it's a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing, but you manage stress way better than I manage stress. You really do. I mean, I don't know if you're cursing other people out in the background <laughs> or something. Maybe Orlando. I'm sorry. Are you okay? <clears throat> <laughs> Um, but either way, I would be a wreck in all spaces and places, <laughs> not just with my neck. Um, so I, I admire that about you. Thank you. you. You handled it like a boss. Congratulations. I try both of you. not to, I try not to meltdowns cause I don't think that's going to help the shit. So <sighs> I am at ease and I'm very grateful and <clears throat> I'm even more grateful for the lessons too, you know, like shit. Is rough sometimes. I'm not exempt. I'm not perfect. And and then, but problems are, and obstacles are never permanent. And I know that. And like, I think it's also been a trigger for me because like three years ago, I was moving out of a place with Luna and I was supposed, was supposed to be temporary and ended up, I was staying with someone for like <clears throat> over a year. And that was super challenging for me. And I didn't like share a lot about it because I felt embarrassed, and, you know, like even for my, you know, with my you know daughter, even as a single mom. But I think being in this space two years later, three years later, I had to evaluate, like, I think it was a trigger, but also I had to evaluate, like, okay, well, bitch, why haven't you worked in your credit this whole three years when you know the situation? You're not in the same situation. You're not the same person. And just accepting where there's where there has been growth and also where there needs to be more pouring of fucking energy. And that's okay. You know, and it's just trying to stay calm, not panic, even though I was very close to the edge. (laughs) 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 Very, very close. But, you know, overall, if anyone's listening and they're struggling in any area, like, you know, everybody's struggling in ways. Shit is hard out here. Like adulthood is hard. Like being a parent is fucking hard and just living is, is difficult, you know, and providing and you're not alone and whatever, even if it's an obstacle now, it won't be an obstacle forever. And just, you know, diligently keep calm and know that you're safe and then everything will eventually align itself. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it may have carpets, but it will align itself. <laughs> They're magic carpets. <laughs> <laughs> magic carpets with s- transformative snakes. They're skin. magic carpets. <laughs> I've decided. There are two balconies and two bathrooms and a loft and a fireplace. I'm jealous. I wish I had two bathrooms. That would be a game changer. Yeah. Because, yeah, the one bathroom thing is not ideal. It's really not. You have an outside shower, though. I really love that shower. <sighs> I do. I do. I've had I mean, my relationship with my home. I've lived there for eight years. And I've that's where, you know, me and my child's father moved when I was pregnant so and I'm really grateful for my space but I go in and out of like it's not enough I hate this like I want to move and then I go outside and then I'm like my my backyard's dead I hate the valley and then it rains and it's beautiful again I'm like I love my backyard it's so great and you know I want to move too but you know California rent is not a motherfucking game y'all if you're thinking about moving to LA think twice Um, it's crazy and I have have friends who are like oh my god like I'm selling my 
my house for 1.8, but all the houses on the market are like, anything good is like 2.5. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, our lives are different. And I'm like, and and um, we have to move out of the country. I'm, I'll never live here. I can never afford to here. We will, but we will be able to we'll do both. Um, but yeah, it's, but it is like, I, I don't want to move unless I feel like I'm actually upgrading my life and my ego will not allow it. I, and I'm just like, I will just stay here. And but you have a great place. And so, but I've had to re reinvigorate my space and my place over and over again. But ultimately I know when I come home, the, the one thing that I, that makes me feel good about my space is that it, I know there's a certain way it has to be in order for me for me to feel really good all the time in it and it's clean <laughs> it's clean and organized and that's really hard with a kid <laughs> but you no know, I that's that I know for sure for people that are like I can't move like it's just change something maybe you're maybe that living room is junky as hell girl clean that shit up and reimagine it and sometimes it's just like those little changes that can change your perspective on your situation, like reimagining the situation. You might not be able to change your situation at this very moment. And and a lot of us can't. And so I think just really taking the time to think about how you can change your mindset around it, how you can change the actual what it looks like around you is a fucking hack because that's the only reason I've been okay. And not only reason, but I've, that's what I guess has helped me be cool in my spot. Although I know I'm moving at the end of this year or in January, it's happening rain or shine. I'm manifesting that right now. And, um, I don't know. It's going to be beautiful and, and it <laughs> might have carpets. And you said what? And it might have, it might have carpets. <laughs> and also just like, this is corny as hell, but like, Home is where the heart is. It is. <laughs> you know, like home is inside of you and home is, you know, and that's what I was thinking. Like just in this process, like I, I, I've been relatively happy, you know, and like I have such amazing friends and amazing people around me that it makes it like I, I can't, I can't be too too upset you know it's just like when like Luna is pouring her love into me and like I love you so much mommy and it's crazy like the things that like I'm super stressed out about like I hope she's good and thankfully like she can go to her grandma's house and she has a room there and she comes back and you know she hasn't been like deeply at a she's it's summer my kid is super patient with me too like where are we sleeping tonight and like here over here at so auntie's house she's like okay when are you getting a place I'm like soon she's like okay you know what I mean? Like, just like, but just her love and her patience, Orlando's love. Like, I was in the situation completely without a partner, and like, it does feel totally different. And we have been relatively happy, and we're just pretending like we're taking staycations. <laughs> you know, like, let's just stay at the hotel. And like, even though we're both deeply stressed, just together collaboratively deciding that we're going to still be happy in it, you know? And like really just like that, the love of my family and my friends really makes me feel um, that like, you know, like warm and fuzzy inside, despite feeling chaotic on the outside for obvious reasons. I just, I am grateful. Cause like, I think looking back, even when I was like, didn't have a place and for like over, you know, for a long time, it's just like, I still looking back on the bigger scope of things, that was one year of my life, mm -hmm. you know, like Luna may not even remember that shit, mm -hmm. but just like, if anything happens to me tomorrow, 
at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to care that I didn't have an apartment for eight weeks. I'm going to be like, oh, my kid, my, my boyfriend, my friends, Erica, like the travels that we did, the things that I've learned, the people I've been able to collaborate with, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like sometimes we're so stressed out because, like, as adults, we're supposed to have it all together. Everything's supposed to look like this because Joe and Sam and, you know, Keisha over there look like they have it all together. And it's like, like at the end of the day, just having love is really all we can take with us. Amen, bitch. Hallelujah. So I love you and thank you for supporting me in this time that's been very chaotic for me and like very traumatic because I think I've been in this situation before and being patient with me and, you know, supportive even when I cry randomly. (laughs) And and just also just like not judging me and I never feeling judged by you despite, you know, like just having you know just different things come up and i know like it's we're best friends and we like every like we have lived such close tight-knit lives to each other because we work together and there's constant constant stress and go but like i appreciate you and i love you i appreciate you too thank you i love you i'm so happy for you i'm proud of you thank you and i was going to try and find something else beautiful to say but I don't have anything else. You know, the feeling, the vibes. I know the They're vibes. deep. <clears throat> we meet Mila. I found out that I was Mila's husband in a past life. So, um, it's true. I just love you. I love you that much. <laughs> you I love me. you like a husband loves his wife <laughs> and a best friend Perfect. all in one. Perfect. I knew it. Um, well, I'm interested to know what the cards say, honey, after today's conversation. Cause you mm. know, the cards always have a message. And so it's tarot time. Tarot time. I pulled. Shout out to Mahogany Tarot Deck. The um, Knight of Swords. No, Knight of Wands. Oh, shit. Sorry. (laughs) Nine of Wands. And the Nine of Wands means energy, passion, inspired action, adventure, impulsiveness. While the Page of Wands marks the initial spark of a new idea... The Knight of Wands shows the actual pursuit of that idea. When this card appears in a tarot reading, you are charged up with energy, passion, motivation, and enthusiasm, and you channel that energy through your inspired action. You have a clear vision about what you want to create, and fueled by your passion and inspiration, you're now moving forward with leaps and bounds to turn your vision into reality. This card is your sign to go for it. You are bold and courageous and willing to venture into unknown territories to further your mission and your dreams. You don't really care if danger lies ahead. In fact, it does. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) I love it. Then it becomes all the more exciting and thrilling for you. (laughs) Adventures like this light, uh, light you up because you know growth and expansion are waiting on the other side. Be a pioneer and take calculated risks to reach new heights. Hmm. Okay. This is just a reminder to, I guess maybe. Well, we already we already. This sounds like us all the time, anyway. Right. But also, take over the world. Fuck it, we could do it. <laughs> be honest. Have yeah. continue to be bold and brave, and have these honest conversations because I think that is our gift, you know. And I think that us being able to share in, in intimate parts of our life, whether they're in motion or after the fact is been really radical and I'm happy to do it even if it 
causes problems in my life. <laughs> Even though sometimes people get mad at me. Um, <laughs> sometimes, very sometimes. Sometimes people get upset. Sometimes brands say it's too much. Um, I mean, I listened to an episode we did rather recently, and I was like, God, like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I was just like, nothing. I was talking about like the Christians. I'm like, oh my God, am I, who am I? Like, <laughs> an opinionated young black woman. I was like, what did they do to me? <laughs> sound bitter i was like i do i'm like jesus christ maybe i need to chill well listen that's right there that's the honesty you going back and saying reflecting on something that i mean, i don't know if it's like because i know other people are hearing it or i'm like i, I mean but I, I do have to be like huh that seems like a very strong opinion for someone who believes in oh people having opinions <laughs> usually opinionated people will have also strong opinions about other people's opinions. So that's where the growth comes, you know? The continuous birth. The continuous 22-month birth, 22-year birth. <laughs> 22. I've been birthing for 22 years myself. I've been trying to birth patients for 29 years. That's about 60,293 days. The baby is 42% ready. <laughs> I'll let you know when we cross the 50% threshold. I'll let you know when I crown. (laughs) (laughs) And even we might stay there for about 10 years. (laughs) Oh, that sounds painful. (laughs) Such is life, bitch. (laughs) Let me at least let to get the head out. (laughs) Oh, Oh my goodness. Um, Before we started this episode, I I just realized we have so many conversations and layers that like there'll be three days later. I'd be like, huh. We didn't even finish that conversation. I wonder what the end of it is. What was it? Well, that's another one I just thought of, but this is one you just told me before we started about your mom had a reading and she said, are you trying to get pregnant? Oh, whoa. We're really switching gears. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. I just, I just remembered. Yeah. Well, that's not, we're birthing our new selves and it made me think of- Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not birthing shit over here, girl. Oh, okay. There's no babies about to be born or conceived. No. I'm- I'm, well, no. I'm about to take my daughter on Are you the, pregnant? No. Okay. You want me to be? No, you ready to be my baby mama? <laughs> I'm already a baby mama. <laughs> I have three kids now. Um, no, I after this, this th- my daughter just increasingly gets more expensive. Like she's eight now, she's getting more expensive. I'm getting more expensive also. So there's that problem <laughs> slash blessing pro- slash problem because I there's a certain level of life that I'm trying to live on my own and I know I can't be selfish and not bring her along in ways. And so, like, we're about to go to Europe for 16 days. And I didn't book the whole trip at once. So, I like, I bought the flight mon- months and months ago. So, I was like, maybe if, if I break it up, it It'll will feel easier. so crazy. Right. You know? And then I, like, booked an Airbnb, like, two months ago. And then I booked another hotel, like, a week later at okay. 4 a.m. Because that's when I do my shopping. And then I didn't really figure out the rest of the trip. And then today, we're leaving on Monday. I'm really, like, reflecting on, wow, I haven't booked that other part. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we have to spend money while we're there. <laughs> oh, I want to maybe buy something nice in Italy and be fancy. How are we going to do that? <laughs> I didn't budget that in. Then she's going to want something fancy. Um, so chocolate. I was just thinking, like, do I want to do this? With an, if I had another one, like, mm, yeah. I'd have to re- restart this process all over again. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, like I've always said, I could be convinced to have a baby, possibly, if I felt. You know, I don't know. Maybe 
Um, I just no. When my mom said that she had a reading, and the girl was the woman was like, "Yeah, is is she pregnant or is she t- trying to get pregnant?" And she also that same woman told me that she, I was going to have another baby soon. That was I think I got that reading in November of last year. So I don't know. They need to relax and leave the babies away from me. Can we plan it? Can we have a, a baby packed? <laughs> it's only it's a baby cell. <laughs> Two babies. Crazy. Who wants to see me and Mila pregnant yeah, on God. the podcast? <laughs> it's a whole new era of good moms, bad choices. <laughs> good bear, good moms, better choices, part two, because we're older, we're smarter now. It could be cute. It could be cute. I, I th- this is the part where I convince you. I mean, oh. I can't convince you to have a baby. Are but. you the one that's going to convince me? Not even the not even my own man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I think you should. I think we should do it. So Mila said that we're gonna have a baby you're, now. You're not. So. <laughs> you're never gonna be a single mom. I'm your baby daddy, and now we have Orlando. So you got two already. No, my man that I'm with is going <laughs> I, to be the father, and we're never gonna break up because we're never doing that again. I know we're not till death do us fucking part. Do you hear me? Because we're doing it smarter. Like we have so many people now, and then the, like we even added Luna and Irie to the equation. So. Okay, well, we have time because let me think about it. Okay. I don't know. I'm on birth control, thank God, for the love of fucking let Jesus me think Christ. About it. Let me talk it through with my partner because he doesn't know if he wants to have kids either. So we're okay. both kind of on the fence. It's not like a necessity. I'll check back in like January. But he might be convinced if he thought like I was going to become like super balling, balling, balling from birth. We can. I mean, <laughs> we could do a strategy plan now. Balling from birth. (laughs) (laughs) Those bitches got balling after birth. Are you pregnant? That's the storyline I want to hear. (laughs) Those bitches got so much. They got. They were balling out after birth. Yes, I was. I mean, honestly, my this my life is much better now that I'm a mom. It did birth a new version of me. It birthed this friendship. It birthed a lot of like. I mean, shit. Good moms, bad choices. So we wouldn't be. This last five years would be completely different had we not birthed first humans. So now we have better strategy plans. That's so really yeah. I was gonna say that's a really nice like way of saying we're gonna exploit our birth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that was so sweet and beautiful. <laughs> so when you see me and Mila exploiting our birth, <laughs> just know it was a business deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so I've been thinking how to take our business to the next level, and I got the nine month plan right here. <laughs> I'm on birth control. I put the non-hormonal copper IUD in because you're done. Tired of your shit. I'm tired of my own shit. <laughs> and I'm very fertile and ain't nobody got time for that. So when you're ready, I could take it out. Okay. I'll let you know. <laughs> it, well, like, don't worry. Okay. Let I'll, me just get past this trip and see how much this costs. Okay. And then okay. I'll circle back I mean, with you. you. It's going to cost a lot. So you're going to need another baby to <sighs> blow the business out of the water. It's true. <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to. Who's going to raise it? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) who's going to raise it? Orlando. I I mean, yeah, I could give it to him and then I don't know. Maybe we can give you in vitro to make sure they're both boys. I know I'm having a boy like many psychics have told me. I already told myself. So I am having a boy also. Yeah, I know that for sure. If I had another baby, if I had a girl, I would prefer that. I would prefer a girl. I I like girls. I know how to deal with them. Yeah, I, don't, I like being responsible for the girls. I don't know if I want to be responsible for them. That's well, that's the thing. That might be the life lesson that but I have to learn. No, though. that's the thing. Like, if it's a boy, you have you could be less responsible. It's more the dad's thing. Mm. So you're kind of like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> True. 
True. Okay. <laughs> Enough oh. of bi- babies as a business. <laughs> <laughs> baby boys the birth of being born i mean the business of being born <laughs> the business this is the business of being born for good real. mom's edition <laughs> <laughs> influencer edition um well let's get out of here yes let's get out of here uh make sure you guys uh click the link in this episode description and follow our patreon it's patreon.com backslash good moms bad choices we talked about honeypot in the beginning of this episode make sure you get that major discount 25 percent off baby when you use gm's gmbc 23 at checkout what you sound like you say gmbc and you guys we're going on tour first stop of course la we're going to be at the Telegram 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 Ballroom on October 21st it's Confessions of a Good Mom that means if you have some dirty nasty secret confessions call our hotline at 818-213-0749 and we might play your confession at the show Mhm Y'all know you got some shit to confess Um our retreat is sold out our Costa Rica retreat sold out in like a week (laughs) but we are announcing other dates soon so make sure you join our newsletter on our website goodmomsbadchoices.com and just you can really check out all things good moms over there we have really cute merch and um join our newsletter we're always sending you know updates checking in with our peeps and um our website's really cute. It is. <laughs> it's very professional. We spent a lot of money on it. Go look, Go at, look at that shit. <laughs> anyway, support black women. Bye. Bye. Bye.